Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Just Bleed Radio. We go from one of the UFC's best guards, certainly of the year, maybe of all time, last week at Madison Square Gardens, to an event that took place at the Apex and pretty much, in my opinion, at least sucked. One of the worst cards this year. But we'll get on to that later, I guess. Um, uh, tonight we'll be discussing the fights from UFC Vegas, Alan versus Craig, and Dave and Austin want to talk about Bellator. So I guess we'll be doing that at the uh, after we've talked about the UFC. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by the aforementioned Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hi. And of course, Austin is here. Say hello, Austin. Hello. Uh, so I guess, guys, if we just start with the main event. Brendan versus Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig, where Allen went against what most people thought he should do, i.e. strike, and instead freely engaged with Craig on the ground, uh, resulting in a in the fight ending early in the third round, like 30, 40 seconds in or something, uh, as Allen sinks in the rear naked choke and just forces Craig to tap. Um, I, I didn't pick Craig, so uh, I wasn't overly surprised with the result. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, what, what can you say? But I, mean, I guess you can say Allen was relatively uh, impressive to, to go down to the ground with Paul Craig uh, when everyone su- supposedly Paul Craig was that is devastating on the ground, uh, but clearly not last night. I don't think um, uh, that's really <laughs> I, I I could just waffle, but I, I don't really don't see much point. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, that that was the one thing that really stood out to me. Uh, I think it was the first round because uh, he start, started off striking, uh, ended up back against the cage, and then uh, they started kind of uh, grappling up against the cage. And the next thing, Brendan Allen threw in an absolutely beautiful. Um, I guess it's either a sweeping knee or a sweeping thigh throw. Uh, dropped uh, Craig to the ground and then was just straight into mount. I was I, that was one of the things I was really impressed with. Uh, to be fair, I didn't know much about Brendan Allen before this fight, so forgive me on that one. I am the Count of Casuals, and with that, I'll throw it <laughs> over. Well, I don't know which one of you two guys wants to take it. You know, Paul Craig, uh, I think Heavy Hands had a take where they said, you know, he was light heavyweight, going down in middleweight is probably not the best move because he doesn't really bring anything new down there. He didn't get faster, he didn't get stronger, he didn't get better cardio, none of that. So he's basically like a light heavyweight fighting faster and more skilled guys like i didn't i mean brandon allen did what he expected to do i didn't put much faith in paul craig at this weight class to begin with and so i was pretty much disinterested altogether um it went how i thought it was gonna go uh paul craig had a couple sneaky moments on the ground like a calf slicer and i think he is actually dangerous on the ground and does present a threat but uh defensive jiu-jitsu might be easier than offensive jiu-jitsu in mma and uh Brendan Allen had enough, and um, you know it went like I thought. Uh, I don't really. Neither fighter changed anything in my eyes. Like neither goes up, neither goes down. Unless one was ranked ahead of the other, then you'd swap them. But otherwise, yeah. Uh, I should say for me. Sorry, just before you start, Austin, there was some nice little grappling exchanges, I guess, in there. But I'm not a jujitsu connoisseur, so <laughs> yeah, there were some fun scrambles and shit. There was a yeah. lot of fun scrambles in the card, actually. But... Yeah, they were they were scrambling back and forth for a good minute. I mean, granted, Paul uh, Craig was on his back for most of it, but I mean, they were going at it. So 
But it was impressive to see um, Allen adjust as well as he did, right? I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have pictured Allen being as good. He's capable. He's shown that he's willing to do it. He's won by submission, like in his past couple fights, despite being good on the feet. Um, he's well rounded. Well rounded middleweights tend to do a lot better in this division. Um, he's also a dangerous finisher, so the middle middiest middleweight. Uh, award does not go to him because that means he's a decision machine. Paul Craig should go back up to light heavyweight. I, I don't know why he chose. Dave said he was trying to save his career. I don't think his career needed saving. He wasn't like a terrible heavyweight. He's just not very good. <laughs> That's it. He felt that he was out, out bolted by so many of the guys above him. Uh, I feel like he could put on a little bit of weight and muscle. I think he'd be fine. He just needs to work on his striking. If he has head movement, he could be good. He just doesn't have head movement, even when he's on the ground. He seems to eat a lot of shots willingly. <laughs> it's striking. He's not good. Yeah, that's what I don't see is why doesn't he, like, if he can make the crazy cut to 185, why not bulk a little bit and do a crazy cut to 205? And also, I will say his striking isn't good, but his striking defense on the ground was actually pretty good for a little bit of the fight. He had some decent head movement on the ground. For a minute or two, but <laughs> yeah, it's very short. But this doesn't well, help. That's important either. to have, and it's underutilized. When well, like, it's, 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 that's fair. Yeah, but it, this doesn't. This fight doesn't help Allen, like he'd said. Like if this yeah. was like Roman Delice or Paulo Costa or uh, hell, even like um, uh, uh, who's another middleweight? Um, Marvin Vittori. This this does more. But this doesn't, yeah, and now the division said. doesn't move. It does nothing. <laughs> this fight did nothing yeah, for the division. Yeah, exactly. I can't even believe it Paul, Paul Craig, Craig if he had won. Like that's if, yeah, that's fucked. If, it, if he Paul, shouldn't even, yeah, yeah, we agree. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid middleweight. Stupid. <laughs> Anyone want to jump in on Morales v- defeating Jake Matthews by unanimous decision? Our co-main event. I- I'll start with this one. Um, Morales is good. He's too wiry and jittery. He seems to want to be explosive and do fancy stuff. And then when he concentrates on the basics, he seems to lack some of the consistency on his basics. Um, Matthews was pretty much willing to trade with him on the feet, even though every time he did, it seemed to kind of backfire on Matthews. Um, He'd land the cleaner shots, but Morales just seemed to struggle with uh, his consistency. But when he would hit, Matthews or, or Morales being the uh, bigger, stronger, more effective striker, um, even though his technique wasn't the greatest. He seems to, you know, when he lands, it hurts. Matthews literally clipped him and they almost did nothing sometimes. But, you know, he's a good, he's undefeated. He's a young prospect. He just needs to take his time. He needs a little bit more. I don't know if it needs to change a gym or not, but this guy needs to actually just elevate his game just a little bit more stop relying on his athleticism and learn a little bit more of the basics he had them he just wasn't as nearly as effective and matthews gave him a run for his money like i thought he would i kind of tried to re-watch it uh, this afternoon uh, i had it on the other screen with the volume off and it my attention faded away from it um i think once i've seen a fight it's di- if it's not great it's difficult difficult for me to go back and watch it sometimes um very solid you know, deserved uh, win. I don't think there's any contention about the way the fight went. Uh, I do see a, there was a 30-27 round. I'm not sure uh, 
if anybody uh, judge sorry judge uh, that scored that uh, that might be a bit contentious that's about it i think uh, so yeah a reasonable performance but i wasn't i wasn't because i didn't know much about him i, I wasn't blown away by uh, seeing him to be honest and i'll throw it back to dave and he can probably praise him up much better than i have yeah no i agree most with what uh austin said um I was actually kind of impressed with this performance. Like, uh, I thought, you know, I thought there's like different versions of Jake Matthews. There's like a decent Jake Matthews, and then there's like an unmotivated Jake Matthews. And I thought he did fight a decent version of Jake Matthews last night. So that is impressive. He's still young, and uh, he got the win. It wasn't, uh, you know, controversial or anything. Um, I do think that a bigger gym, or like, you know, one of the top gyms would uh, certainly help him develop his game, and he certainly might uh, be more of a threat. Um, but overall, he looked good. He got the win. Jake Matthews, um, it wasn't a terrible performance. Uh, you know, Michael Morales might end up being like the real deal in the future, being undefeated after even this many UFC fights is a pretty big deal. So, How, how many fights is he undefeated? Uh, he is 16-0 and all right now. I mean, it's it's not like you know uh, Dagestani undefeated, but it's like a uh... still hard to do at welterweight uh, with his um, with who he's fighting against too. At a bare minimum, he's got to be he's taking a step up regardless in his next fight. And if you're beating Jake Matthews in a pretty you know competitive fight, it's gonna get harder from here on out. I think he just needs a bigger gym to kind of cone in his skills a little bit. But you know, maybe a loss could be good for him. I said I was. Yeah, I think I was jaded by the time I got to the uh, co-main and main event. That's fair. This yeah. card was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the one I guess that was slightly better was uh, Chase Hooper defeating Jordan Levitt uh, by submission. That was a nice, quick uh, jiu-jitsu match. It wasn't a great deal of striking in it. Uh, two guys rolling around on the floor, and I guess Chase Hooper's uh, jiu-jitsu is... Much better than Paddy Pimblett's for a start, and definitely better than uh, Jordan Levitt's last night. Uh, <laughs> kind of a fun little fight, I guess, for the short amount of time it, has, it lasted. Uh, I didn't have to suffer for too long, I guess. So. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember the uh, fight they mentioned, but uh, or the fight, who it was against. Uh, apparently, Chase, Chase Hooper set a strikes record in one of his last uh, couple of fights. Interesting. So I guess his hands are, are at least reasonable. Maybe uh, Jordan felt better on going to the ground. I, I think that he's still a very, very, very suspect striker. And I don't know. Normally, like, when he wins, it's like, yeah, he got the win, but he should kind of still be fighting the regionals. I didn't feel like that tonight, but I don't think his striking's really that much of a threat yet. My only thing was, um, I think Levitt uh, kind of got overzealous in the grappling. But at the same time, I guess this is a good, you know, performance for Cooper as well. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of stand-up, which is probably for the best uh, between these two guys. Even though Levitt has a knockout or two, um, it's interesting. I was not, I was not expecting the result that happened. Like Chase looks good on the ground. That was that was a fact. But I didn't expect him to look that good, um, especially against a guy who's more than willing and has been a decent grappler in the past. But again, I think he just uh, Levitt tried to, you know, do too much in the grappling and got caught. 
by a younger, more capable grappler. Yeah, good for him. Good, good, good performance. I'm not that worried about him anymore when he fights. I guess it'll depend on the matchmaking, but he nah, might be okay. Yeah, he just needs to work on his hands just a little bit, and he should be, you know, just be consistent. Don't take any big names. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, lower end of the division. Yeah, is he ready? Give him Patty if he loses to no, Tony. No, 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 no. no. Oh, give him, too soon? give him lower. Yeah, lower he's than too, Patty. He's too, yes. And okay. Again, just keep feeding him the smaller guys that are in the division, the names that aren't there, like Nicholas Mota, for instance. You know. Yeah, we don't want to see a young talent rushed. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's young enough too. It's fine. Like, you're, there's no rush. You might as oh. well just let him hold. He's like 24. All oh, right. Yeah, he's got yeah. loads. loads yeah, of he's time. got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. He's not even close to his prime. Obviously, not even close to his prime. Uh, no. Is he a child of prodigy? Prodigy? Or, or did he no, go he's just. He's just good. I yeah. I don't think there's anything super special as of yet. He just knows how to grapple when he started at uh, 20 so you know just let him do his thing there's no re- reason to rush a young guy and then let him get you know molly in this division and then just washing out there's no reason uh, shall, I, shall i just continue running down the card and we can say yeah 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 okay okay then peyton talbot defeats nick uh, gary by submission rear naked choke uh, 58 seconds into round three. I think this is one of the fights that's blurred in my head. I can't remember remember very much about it at all. So I'll just like Austin, uh, just or Dave, jump in, whichever one of you. Was it just me, or did it look like uh, Aguirre just didn't want to engage in the striking unless he had to? Almost like an old school Verdum. Because every time, like, Tablet literally would like toss him to the ground or there would be an exchange you know, or failed takedown attempt. He'd, he'd walk away and he'd make the ref stand him up. And then in that case, it's like, if you can't adjust to, you know, being a threat on the feet, which he landed hard and Talbot Nolt sold those shots, but he just, it seemed like he was more scared to strike. And I think at this level, it, once you get to the UFC, you have to be well-rounded. And if you're not, it'll show. And he's not ready. And Talbot looks ready, but yeah, <laughs> one-dimensional fighters don't usually make it that far in this, uh, you know, division. And I know this one's going to be popular with somebody, or I suspect so anyway. Uh, Amanda Hebus defeats Lu- Luana Pinheiro, and I don't care, uh, whatever, uh, by TKO strike <laughs> at three fifty-three of round three. Um, I picked against Amanda in this, but it was my one out, you know, off-the-wall kind of pick that I decided to make. Uh, Mainly on the grounds that she'd beaten um, the Karate Hottie. Um, I thought maybe she could. Uh, Hebus has been, you know, she's always a bit of a 50 50 fighter, or, or she has been lately. And I should have taken notice of a record which has gone like win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. And she was due for a win this time, so I really shouldn't have picked against her. Um, you wouldn't have been wrong if you did it for picking Lanera. She almost fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, she she was pretty pretty damn good uh, in the first round at least. Uh, yeah, maybe not the most disciplined striking, but she hits hard. Uh, no, but yeah, I did I did this was at the stage where I was uh inter- I, I did scribble a couple well type a couple of notes. Uh, yeah, I, lit- I literally just put out 
Heavis takes a beating in round one versus Ben Hera, grits it out and wins by TKO. Uh, she caught her with that lovely kick at the end, didn't she? Uh, oh, yeah. That rocked her, and then she, no mercy, jumped in and uh, it didn't take long for the rest to stop it. But yeah, Heavis, all the grit in the world. Uh, got to take my hat off and uh, respect that. Uh, Former roommates and best friends. Yeah, so I heard. So, uh, they brought the heat. I mean, that's why it was the fight of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that might have been the fight of the night. Uh, I'd have no objection with someone claiming that. Uh, yeah. so. They both brought it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say so, yeah. There was no... I mean, they didn't mess about circling each other for very long, I don't think, in the first round. It was straight in and at each other. Oh, yeah, right off the bat, first exchange. They just said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here to fight, boys. Let's get at it. I I will say one thing. This one, it just reminds me of the non-head movement that she had against um, Macy Barber in her last fight, and that's just, it's still a thing. It's, it's, it's not fixed. Like, she's just, she's there to get hit. Thankfully, the other girl gasped before that, uh, you know, Lanera gasped before she can actually complete her offense, and um, that's a shame because this fight was good, you know? Unfortunately, someone had to lose, and Mandy Rebus, you know, both eyes swollen in the back in the post-fight interview, you know, celebrating. She still needs to fix shit. It's like, you know, the weight class change doesn't is 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 a thing, but she hasn't fixed anything. She's still the same fighter, you know. Unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna work for her. And... Yeah. Neat. Is it is it uh, Mackenzie Dern for Hebus next then? No, no, she's not. I, I don't think it's uh, necessary. Like, just let them kind of circle around, like at the lower end of the division, because she just moved back, and um, Modern's going to need to take some time off, regardless. Um, just to hopefully find a new gym and work on her, work on her hands. I don't think Modern's going to be fighting anytime soon. Rodriguez, Jandarova, maybe. Wouldn't be her. It wouldn't be an issue for me to see them fight again, or maybe even just a yeah. Rodriguez that rematch would be hot. Rodriguez, yeah. Maybe get that one back. All right, then I guess this one was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Well, for some people at any rate, including me. Uh, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd picked him. Uh, I I almost did switch actually on this one. Uh, Mick Tavek, uh, Oral by. Uh, defeats Uras Medic by submission. Neck crank at 4 minutes 12 of round 2. Uh, as you picked him, Dave, why don't you take us away on this one? Well, I'll tell you the reason that I picked him is uh, I thought Uros Medic or Uros Medic is a uh, pretty dang good fighter. I don't think he's like an elite welterweight, but I think he's like pretty decent just outside of the top 15. And what is this guy coming in on, like, five days' notice or something like that? It was really short notice. Uh, yeah, yeah I no- think it was four or five, yeah. 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 And so the odds had, had him as the favorite. And so uh, I was like, that's very interesting that he's the favorite. And I saw his record, and then I kind of looked him up. And, you know, you see his look, and then he's from Kyrgyzstan, you know, the mountain areas. And so I had to kind of go with him. Uh, I was actually really impressed with him. Uh, his striking defense was kind of terrible. Uh Medich kind of put it on him early in the fight, but man, his grappling is just like nonstop pressure. Like, yeah, he's rushing. I don't, I don't know if other refs would have separated him or not. Like, 
It said that he was 7 for 10 out of takedowns. I don't know if that includes the mat returns or not in that stat. Possibly. I would say it has to be, otherwise he didn't have that much. Yeah, but I mean, he, like, he put him down a lot. And, you know, his strength looked really good, and that submission was just nasty. I think uh, Medich is no joke. And uh, um, Olabai, his uh, striking defense is so bad, and his... Uh, I, I don't actually it might not be that bad, but you know, he's coming on a short notice and stuff. But he was so good in the wrestling, man. I, I'm really excited to see what's next for him. And uh, I'm not really holding that much against Medic. He was not prepared for this fight. Uh, this guy might be a killer. I'm not sure uh, the style of fighter that he replaced, but uh, since it's short notice, I'm not holding it against Medic that much. That's all I got. <sighs> I thought Medich actually held up and showed pretty good fighting spirit. Because yeah. like there was times he could have quit and like that the pressure was so much and he constantly was fighting his way back up. So uh well, he's not a grappler sucks, by but... trade, right? He's not a grappler by Medich trade. Is? He did the best he could. Medich, yeah. And I thought he was a striker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he yeah, he he I think he fought a Sambo fighter and the Sambo fighter if you're not prepared for a Sambo fighter, like, or I'm not, I'm not sure what he was, but if he's from Turkestan, I'm imagining he's either a great wrestler or comes from that Sambo background that they have. Uh, he, he looks the part. <laughs> he looks like a, a foreign killer. So, you know, he's only 25 too. His face wouldn't, you couldn't tell by his face, but he's, he's 25 years old. So I, uh, this, this is the thing I think I find interesting with this fight is that the fact that he, Ate those shots, still adjusted, and still managed to find a way to win on a short notice. That's a young guy that you could put against probably the lower end of the division and still see him put together a, a win streak and, you know, be one of those guys that we're talking about, kind of like, um, you know, uh, a Shafkot, maybe. Not a little, little extreme on that part, but still, like, he's an unknown right now. And I, I like Dave said, I'm excited to see what happens next. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I must admit, I was impressed by his performance. Um, not the most exciting fight, just because of the large amount of uh, down-on-the-ground grappling. I wasn't in the mood for it last night, obviously. Uh, this is coming from me, who did praise uh, the Jelton Almeida fight the, the other week, so don't hate on me. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you have... <laughs> that one makes more sense, though, because it means that Don doesn't move, and Jelton does. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, very impressed by his performance. Uh, I'm not going to try and do a George uh, Saint Pierre uh, impression there. <laughs> oh, he trains with Alpha Male. That's interesting. Your yes. favorite. That's all I got on it. Joe <laughs> uh, Anderson Brito uh, defeats Jonathan Pierce by submission, ninja choke of all things. Uh, three minutes fifty-four of round two. It's a relatively fun fight, actually. I think it was one of the better fights of the night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For as long as it lasted. Wasn't this one where he was calling him out, saying, saying get up, get up, uh, and, and do something? Well, get up and do something, boy. <laughs> Come on, get up and do something. Uh, and then he got off and ninja choked him in <laughs> about three seconds flat. Is it, That's the one, isn't it? Yeah, like... um. Well, he, uh, Jonathan Pierce had him down. He was on top of him and he'd been pounding on him. And so, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? George Anderson uh, Brito. Yeah, Brito. Brito. Uh, so he's like trying to hit him from the bottom. 
And uh, Jonathan Pierce complains to the ref that he's hitting the back of his head. So then Brito starts mocking him, going like, blah, 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 blah. and then uh, <laughs> Pierce is like, "Do something about it, boy! Like, do something about it. Get up, or you know, tell him to get up and something." And then uh, shortly thereafter, he stands up and like in the transition, he like sneaks. He has his arm underneath his chin, but he kind of swoops it around and locks his other arm around the back, and it's like. You know, it's a ninja choke or whatever, but it was really sneaky, I thought, of how he put it in. And uh, I don't know if it is, but just almost because of the trash talk and how it played out, it might be on my list for submission of the year. And also, I thought it was just so slick how he snaked his arm around and got it in. And then he proceeded to uh, take off his shorts and uh, run and jump around the octagon like a, a goofball. Yeah, that was the other thing, too, because I was like, it, it, it was a fun fight going back and forth. The trash shock in the middle was funny. And uh, while watching uh, Jordan Anderson, just kind of like they're both big featherweights, and neither of these guys is uh, a pushover by any means. They're they're dangerous. They're I mean oh, they're the kind of guys you, you look to. It. Oh, let me. Yeah, I, I hate to cut you off. Jonathan Pierce is like six foot tall or something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, there's and he's fucking huge. Like I didn't believe it. I thought he was like lying when I was rewatching this. And so I go back and he's like, no, he's like six foot tall and like kind of thick. Like, yeah, he's built. He's got that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like these are the both. This like he's not the only one too. Like there was another guy that was in the division I think recently, um, that fought on this card if I'm not mistaken. But that that that's also it's like. You know they're fucking tall, big, well, well, uh, featherweights, and it's uh, it's interesting to see them kind of actually, you know, fight each other like other tall featherweights fighting each other. They just didn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, the appearance of a wild lemmas put me off my stride. Uh, so hello, <laughs> Lem, uh, thanks for joining us. Hello. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I guess. Uh, I don't know. Should should I put Lem under the spotlight and throw her straight in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jose, Jose Johnson defeats Chad and Heliger by submission. Rear naked choke. Four minutes forty nine of round three, which I guess is a pretty late submission. Uh, so what you got, Lem? Yeah, I like thought Chad and Heliger was gonna win that one because he's kind of good, and then the other guy had come in on the contender series and then lost. Um, I forgot to change my actual pick before the fight happened, but I saw like a tweet by the UFC um, and Jose Johnson, if that's how you say his Oh yeah, it's Ho- no one's Jose except Jose Aldo. Yeah, Jose Johnson, um, he he looked like crazy enormous next to Chad and Helliger and it's like there's no... <laughs> I was like, yeah. there's absolutely no way Chad can win this fight. Like, that is a ridiculous size difference. And it looked ridiculous, like, in the octagon. And Chad should probably go down a weight class. And that's that's about it. Uh, yeah, this was an, another one of those, those kind of uh, fights. It <laughs> just didn't really grab my attention, <laughs> to admit. Uh, but yeah, I did notice the uh, weight. Uh, this well, the size di- uh, difference between the uh, two guys, uh, but yeah. Well, the I one got... guy is like six foot tall, one thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty scrawny yeah. for a fighter. 
Yeah, but he didn't look any, like, thinner. He looked like the same build as Chad and Helliger, but, like, six inches taller. <laughs> I don't know how that yeah. was possible. He was strong for that frame, too. Yeah, like, like you guys he are the worst. He frail, <laughs> or not as strong, but he held his own, muscular-wise. <laughs> yes. Muscular-wise. It was a good fight, though. I mean... Not the best, but it was it was competitive. Yeah. I would have been interested in it if they were, like, the same size. Yeah, you know, so if they make the weight, you know, you gotta, gotta make do with the size. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. If it's the same thing in wrestling. You just gotta deal with the, you know, it doesn't matter if the guy's a foot taller than you. You gotta, <laughs> you know, still, you still gotta go out there and do the thing. <laughs> Maybe Johnson weighed in under one, one rules. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help but bring that one. I know, I know, I know. It's a ten- contentious subject, sir. <laughs> Sometimes a combat sports being small is better. Yeah. Sometimes. I Sometimes. was originally hoping, I was like, maybe it'll be like Kelvin Gastelum versus Israel Adesanya and Chad will put up a great fight and his size won't matter. But that didn't happen. So we've gone to the next triple letter one there. Christian Leroy Duncan defeats Dennis Tullian. Uh, that's a tough name to pronounce. By TKO strikes. Four minutes, 24 seconds, round two. Um, I'm desperately trying to re- remember anything about this fight, to be honest. Uh, remind me, Dave, or Austin, whichever one of you. I'll, uh, I'll go first. I'll go first on this one. Uh, Duncan pretty much did the thing that he should have done to the guy who has uh almost 500 record now <laughs> uh he he just fucking flattened him he didn't look pretty doing it but he did it you know it's not like he was facing a top 10 middleweight um i think this is kind of where he needs to kind of be for the time being fighting lower end of the division just so he can get a couple of wins together because he just recently came off of a loss uh that he i don't know what it is He's an athlete that transitioned into mixed martial arts, correct? If I'm not mistaken, was that was that was that not the case? He doesn't have a Wikipedia I, I, page, so I'm not sure. He looks like a guy who transitioned from another sport to MMA, and then um, you can see he's kind of like got this weird angles on his strikes, like he does he does things with a little bit more of a flair than necessary, and he's also got exaggerated. Uh, elongating strikes which usually you you clean that up you know so you kind of have a little bit better of but he also looks like a kickboxer too so uh, maybe maybe it's just more of that but he is a non-mma you know. angle yes <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean interesting interesting fight and great finish can't complain anyone else want to throw in on that one or is austin summed it up nicely um i think austin did a pretty good job uh I'm just throwing this out there. I don't have anything more on this card until we get into the Charles Johnson fight, for your information. <laughs> well, we, de- we definitely have at least one more to work. All right, we'll just uh, skip through. Um, I'll just throw this one up. Mick Parkin, I know he's one of uh, Tom Aspinall's... Uh, co- uh, oh, no, no, I wasn't been... trying to push you ahead. I was just saying... No, no, I don't fine. Have... I, that's, that's fine. I, I, I don't think there's that much to say about the rest of the card anyway. So I just want to throw in Mick Parkin, because, like I said, Tom Aspinall's training partners... Uh, did not come out looking like Thomas Fidel, but, you know, kind of flawed his uh, fairly obvious 29-28 victory. Uh, 
a very ordinary heavyweight against another pretty ordinary heavyweight. That's, that's what you would call a heavyweightiest heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you look good. You just wasn't amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the other one that I think we have to discuss is uh, Trey Ogden versus Nicholas Motta. Uh, ruled the oh, yeah. Real quick, uh, that uh, fight between Lucas Alexander and Jekka Sergi. Sergi? Yeah. Um, Sergi was getting his ass kicked and then just deaded Lucas Alexander. That was hilarious. Yeah, I, it was a frivola moment, wasn't it? It was kind yeah. of running away and he just got clipped by that right hand. Yeah. A smaller guy gets the win. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, that Trey Ogden fight was the more interesting of the card uh, for this whole prelim thing because of the way it happened or the way the finish came. And then the ridiculous decision afterwards. So, What do you, what do you mean the ridiculous decision that afterwards? Decision. I'm just saying it was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I liked how the guy who like thought he was gonna win, who shouldn't have won, looked like mad when it was a no contest. Like he was like, "Come on, man! I was supposed to get a win for nothing. This is bullshit." I just, I, yeah, that's the only correct response, which is the sad part. Like, if the ref <laughs> doesn't jump in, it, it doesn't matter. Do we want to say in. what happened? We're like describing uh, something. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, Mouse. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, God, the referee's name has fled my mind for a second. Joe, uh, uh, Mark Beltran, I think. Yes, yeah, Mike Beltran. Uh, Mike, yeah, Mike Beltran. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike. Stops the fight early, uh, thinking that Motta is uh, locked up in a, uh, I guess, a blood choke, uh, and he, and has passed out. Uh, he did. I did go back and watch it. He does test his hand at least once, and then when he goes back the second time. For some reason, he he put, he decides he's going to separate them and pull them apart, and immediately he did. Motta was looking up, going, "What the hell's had just happened?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't taff or anything. It didn't make any difference, really. Well, it did make a horrendous difference to the fight because Trey Ogden loses his win bonus uh, potentially. Uh, uh... It, should, it, it should come out of Mike Beltran's wages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. back because that was disgraceful. Uh, and the, well, I. I don't know. Was was it disgraceful? Am I, am I being too harsh? No, uh, he he jumped the gun because he he talked to him, and he goes out of his way to kind of say, "Show me something. Show me something." He doesn't do a thumbs up, and he's still technically moving around with his feet, not with his hands, but like he's not out. It it this is unlike the one that we saw for the uh, what was it um, UFC Noche. Yeah, this was know. this was more of like a. Um, no, nothing happened. There wasn't like a, a discrepancy where he pulls the arm away and it's limp or the arm falls. He just doesn't move. He doesn't respond to the ref's uh, commands, which if you're defending the choke, you don't necessarily have to respond because you're defending. Yeah. If you do, it, it gives you an opportunity to get choked. So yeah. for him to kind of go out of his way to you know respond to the choke, is, it's not ideal. Maybe it would have allowed for a finish to happen so that this is definitive maybe he defends it and nothing happens anyways maybe ogden gets tired of trying to choke him out and just goes back to being the better athlete slash fighter finishes the with the decision because it was pretty much one-sided most of the fight except for one exchange where Mota kind of wobbled him a little bit and ogden didn't know how to handle it 
Um, yeah, I did scribble yeah. some notes down on this one. I've got uh, Ogden starting uh, well, uh, a great jab, because uh, I think we were discussing this on Discord, uh, uh, the, or I mentioned it, the Strickland effect, you know, using the basics well. Uh, and that's yeah. pretty, well, it was largely a war of jabs, I think, until um, until we we ended up with the ultimate thing, uh, with how it ended with Beltran messing it up. Yeah. It's a mistake, unfortunately, that affects both their paychecks. The fight necessarily doesn't matter uh, because it's not like it's building anything. It's just another fight on this card. Um, It's not like they were looking for a contendership. You know, Ogden, if I'm not mistaken, he is 16 and 6 currently and is a 34-year-old fighter. This would have probably helped him, but, I mean, I think he was more annoyed about the paycheck, to be honest. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like... It, it, it's the correct, it's the correct um, call, but it just it's shit. <laughs> correct to make it no contest. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it affects it affects them by a pay. I mean, if it again, if the UFC changes pay structure, you know, it'd be different. But this is unfortunately par for the course. Yeah, uh, I feel like you guys aren't being harsh enough on the ref because it's like just because <laughs> Trey. Just because Trey Ogden was winning, it doesn't mean, like, the fight gets to be stopped early. Like, he tested his arm, and then the guy was like, it's not like he had a limp arm. He he was, like, resisting the ref to, like, keep his arm in place. Like, he had, like, he was, like, flexing or whatever, like, you engaging his arm muscles. Like, I don't know why the ref is, like, stopped the fight there. That's crazy. Like, it's he because he have... didn't respond. It's that's literally yeah, I that's think what not, it was. That's not a I, I like, know. that's not a thing when <laughs> you're being choked. Like, you I don't know. have to respond. You have to defend the choke. Like I'm even still mad about that loose arm thing from the from the you know. You have seen no change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like this one, he didn't even have a limp arm. Like, why did he stop the fight? He's not. He was defending. That's his job is to defend. His job isn't to like Quite right. thumbs up the ref. <laughs> you know? Nah, like he might have nah. got out and who knows what have happened. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. I'm glad it went to a no contest and he didn't have to like take the you know, take them to a council or whatever to be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no yeah, contest. Just... Yeah. They, well, it would have been it would have been something that they can Nevada has. It's just not mm-hmm. easy to do. There has to be mm-hmm. substantial video evidence. I think this one would have been one that you could put. Yeah, if they, you know. But still, it's just it's it's there's shitty. Been, there's been similar times in the past, and they haven't overturned it. Like identical things happen in the past, and they have. I know, they have. It's it's happened before, but it's it's Vegas. It just you have to get them on the right night. Plus, you have to. I think <laughs> the commission's different currently now than it was. Yeah. Well, thankfully, the replay thing now, too, that's fairly new. That is the thing now, yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't always a thing that they had access to. But that's neither here nor there. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I didn't have anything else on this card, unfortunately. Anyone else? I do. On this card? Go on then, Dave. Uh, Charles Johnson versus... <laughs> um, God. That, that one guy. Rafael Estevam. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that fight. Like the first two rounds were boring as shit, but you know, <laughs> the third oh, round, yeah. uh, 
I like seeing a fighter deny a whole bunch of takedowns and kind of put it on a fighter trying to take downs. Like in uh, round three, um, Raphael went 0 for 11 on takedowns. Uh, I actually thought that uh, what um, Charles Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I actually thought he won the fight. Uh, I scored round two for him. Mm. Um, in round one, you could have, I mean, he outstruck uh, him 34 to 17 in the first round, mm-hmm. but he did give up a lot of top control time. But that's not supposed to matter. Like, mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about that later with the AJ McKee fight. But uh, that said, like, I could see how you give it to Raphael because um, he didn't do that much damage on the bottom. Uh, after round two, his coaches said he was down two rounds, and I think that kind of hurt him even though I thought he possibly won round two. Uh, I wish he could have turned it up a little bit more and got the stop. It's round three. He landed 62 to 10 strikes. So it was kind of a fun comeback moment. It sucks because his opponent, his opponent missed weight. And I think he used a lot of that physicality to uh, diamond. Like a lot of his uh, success early in the fight was wrestling and just physical strength and size. And so that kind of sucks. I hope the UFC doesn't really hold this loss against him too much. That's uh, mm-hmm. three in a row that he's dropped. But, um, you know, I hope to see him back. I hope they give him another chance. Uh, he looked good. He had a lot of opportunities to quit early in the fight. He didn't do it. Uh, he's got that no-quit attitude. He looked great late in the fight. Um, yeah. I hope to see him back. That's, that's one of those fights that I wouldn't have hated being seen uh, called, you know, called a draw. Uh, yeah. It, it yeah. Clear domination, more or less on you know with top control for me at least for the first two rounds. But then the third round, Johnson really came back. I wouldn't have hated a ten eight there. In fact, I actually saw a way you could have scored this to like twenty eight twenty seven, which is a bit uh, wacky. Uh, yeah. Because I, I did call. I was asking around if if the first round was maybe a ten eight. I'd have to go back and watch it again because I was messing around in the Discord at the time. So <laughs> never, never know how serious that uh, opinion was. Yeah, I don't know. You brought up uh, dominance and duration or something, and well, that kind of rolled my eyes. It's the three di- three Ds. It's damage, domination, and duration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, if you get there was there hours, wasn't enough duration and dominance. Like there was duration, but it wasn't dominant. I don't know. I don't remember the fight enough. I think a I, lot of but, stuff on the ground could be called ten eight because you don't really have to be like doing that much damage for it to be a 10-8 as long as you're dominating in the grappling aspect, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I disagree. Mm, I'm pretty I sure it's in the, the rules, I think, though. You know, like, I think you can't hold a guy in mount and not throw as much offense or hold him inside control. I think you need to have him in, like, crucifix or you need to, like, have their back and literally be, like, have them fighting off submissions for, like, three minutes for mm. it to be, like, a 10-8. That's just that's my fair. that's how I see it. Nah, well, I mean, I don't have an opinion Ford on it because I didn't out. see the fight. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough then. Well, that's that's has pretty much gone through the USC card. Uh, so, I guess we'll be going on to Bellator very shortly. Oh, uh, uh, oh go on, left. Uh, Charles Johnson is solidifying his uh, worst hair in the UFC by changing it up to have a still terrible haircut. That's fair. That's fair. So, do you like the purple tail more than what he had? 
uh, last night? Maybe. It's more interesting. Okay. Noted. <laughs> no opinion. Yeah. Mouse, how did you want to do Bellator? Top down or up when just the main card? Well, let me let me just throw in my uh, two penneth and then I'll leave you three to discuss it because I didn't see any of it hardly. Uh, oh. So, yeah. so that's why I was doing just doing the little intro thing there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we're done with the USC card. Uh, we, these three uh, reprobates want to discuss Bellator, which I hardly <laughs> saw any of at all. Uh, I did try and watch some of the prelims, but it was Friday night and I fancied having a drink because I didn't pay that much attention. Um, the one fight I caught simply because I caught the uh, highlights between rounds was Kisrea versus Gonzalez. Uh, and I did actually come back down on Saturday and uh, rewatch the fight. Uh, so first thing, mm. Gonzalez's chin because he had a serious front front kick to the face in round two, uh, and then uh, Kizrev in round three. Uh, just uh, Gonzalez catches his leg and he's trying to lift him up and throw him off balance, uh, and and Kizrev just did a back kind of a backflip handstand, uh, just flipped his way out of it, uh, hit the floor. Gonzalez kind of pounced on him but Kizrev was just straight back to his feet and in dominant dominant position so just for the backflip I had to mention that uh, that fight I don't have anything else to say on uh, on Bellator I don't know if, <laughs> if you want to talk about that particular fight or whatever uh, seriously I could not find any decent highlights anywhere so mm. um, I, ended, I ended up just paying for Paramount Plus just so I could watch this so. <laughs> So much of a degenerate I am. Um, I s- sorry. No, I was gonna say, uh, I only I only saw the main card on Paramount Plus. I wish mm-hmm. I don't know why this was in the thing, but both Bellator and Par- um and uh, PFL, they just yeah. they don't break up the fights. They literally have the entirety of the event, so you have to scroll through the entirety of the event to watch the fight. <laughs> That's the only thing I, I hate about it. I think I prefer it that way for like avoiding spoilers because you don't no. know the fight length. <laughs> no, no, I want it broke it up because I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'll see a like five minute uh, video and be like, "Hmm, this couldn't have gone to decision." That's fine. I prefer <laughs> I prefer to figure out what happened, anyways. <laughs> I hate suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we, <laughs> should we go fight by fight on the Bellator card? Did you guys have thoughts on every fight? Yes, every, the main card fight, at least. Okay. Not the undercard so much. No, not even, I did not yeah, buy it with the undercard. There's no way we're doing that. Yeah, I didn't watch the undercard either. It's, that's too much for Bellator. I'd like to shout out, uh, Carrie Taylor Melendez, though, for, Beating up some lady nice. and maintaining her undefeated record. Hell yeah. Two Melendez is so cool. Mm hmm. Future champ. No. Mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not as cool as Gilbert Melendez. Mm. Is he cool? I think so. He had a, at least one banger that I watched with Josh Thompson. Oh, his fight with Diego Sanchez. That's how I knew he was mid. His fight with Diego Sanchez. Nah, back in the day, he was Strikeforce champion. You gotta give him that. 
Well, I mean, when, that's how I knew he was mid by at that point in his career. Well, yeah, that's fair. He should have won that. He should have won <laughs> that. Like, uh, talking Benson about getting a title fight. fight and like uh, Diego Sanchez is taking rounds off of him. Well, he was more popular back then. That's why he had the um, the Strike Force uh, versus WEC fight uh, when he came in. Um, like right off the bat, he was given a title shot against Benson Henderson, and I thought Benson lost that fight again. Oh, it's a classic uh, Benson Henderson split decision fight too. But now they can. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want, did you guys have thoughts on uh, Pit Patricky Pitbull versus Shabley Shabley Alexander Shabley in the third? <laughs> it could have how I thought. Third. Yeah. Um, he's lesser Pitbull for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. That was really bloody, wasn't it? It was a lot. I mean, well, he just couldn't. I think the following get out of the fights. The it was a the little bloody. It was really bloody. I was thinking maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Bloodied up a bit. Um, yeah, I think his face was pretty bloody. He just couldn't get out of his own, uh, out of his own, uh, like small bubble where he was getting struck all the time. Like Emma, saw, like uh, Shabley had um, pretty much dialed in and wasn't yeah. letting up. He couldn't finish oh, it though, but he just. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Austin. Go ahead. No, you no, no, that was it. Yeah, good. All right. So obviously, none of us care about Patricky in the UFC. Yeah. Depending on what happens with Bellator. What about Jobly? Is he like a legit lightweight? Yeah. No. It'd be a shame if he went to um, PFL. That's a lightweight you need to see in the UFC. He's this a striker, really. and that that makes him a better prospect for the UFC. If he goes to Be- uh, PFL. Um, he won't get nearly as much exposure. Uh, he'll have the tournament to go to, but besides that, if he's getting paid well, who cares? But if you're looking for the harder road and the possibly bigger prize, which would be the lightweight championship, that's a guy you want in your division. Hmm. I don't think so. I th- A lot of this card made me think Bellator fighters are worse than I've been thinking they are with the exception oh, God, of the no. bantamweights. Because <laughs> I was... <laughs> I thought either Patricky is better than I thought he was, or like I don't know, Shabbily is worse than I thought he was, but I don't know. I kind of didn't think much of any of the 155ers besides AJ McKee and now I'm as we'll see, I'm questioning that too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know about these Bellator 155ers. What? What about I you? We were, I didn't realize. I didn't realize we were in the shit shakes channel. <laughs> what do you? What, oh. about, what do you think, Dave? You brought up the question. Where? What was your thought on it? On how good Shabbily is and how he'd do in the UFC? I don't care. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't care where he goes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I have enough lightweights that I care about right now. He didn't do enough to make the list. So. Okay. That's a terrible take, I know. It's maybe <laughs> during that fight. Do you, and do you not care because you don't think he's that good? Or he just wasn't an interesting enough fighter? I think he's not interesting enough fighter. And Okay. Uh, I, I expected him to walk through uh, Patricky, and uh, yeah, 
I didn't really care. I didn't really care about the outcome of the fight. I I figured he would win. I didn't care who won though. Like, yeah, I'm not. I think this might have been a tournament fight. If the tournament, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was five rounds. Yeah, yeah. So that's stupid. That should have just been three. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll be if he if he continues with the tournament and like he uh, gets to the finals or some shit, and then I'll really be like. Let's see what happens. As of now, if Bellator goes poof and he becomes a free agent, like I don't care. Yeah. No, I think he is in the semifinal. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, like, the finals, like, like if they even happen, like, what if they don't even happen? It would be against Usman. But, but I mean, if they don't also... have, if they don't happen, I'm saying. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, that's true. Um. Oh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need to understand. We're good. <laughs> Okay, but then after that was uh, McKee, uh, AJ McKee versus Sydney Outlaw. Um, before you guys go ahead, I just want to because I said that I didn't. I don't know. I I brought up McKee, but it was it was not that I don't think McKee is good, but it was that based on this fight, I was like, yeah, he should just go back to one forty five. He seems like he's probably not big enough. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, didn't Outlaw, actually, I don't know. I just basically thought McKee should go back to 145. What What about you guys, uh, Austin? Um, no, this was just a terrible matchup for uh, a style um, match uh, mm. because um, McKee is not big for the weight class. He is yeah. just, he, he looks like a, a big featherweight that's not cutting weight. That's yeah. essentially what it looked like. Uh, Outlaw is a bigger, was the bigger fighter by, you know, the size difference was noticeable, but he couldn't do anything on offense. All he did was take him down and kind of struggle to keep him down. And then mm-hmm. McKee was kind of happy to be on his back as long as he was not getting rained on, which pretty much wasn't the case. He managed to cut open Outlaw like right off the, like, I think in the second round, was it not? Like, I, I, I can't remember when, but he just kept, just kept attacking off of his back. And then he transitioned to top a couple of times in the third. Mm-hmm. And they, it was a boring fight. It wasn't the most entertaining, but, you know, the right guy won. It was weird scorecards, yeah. but still. You yeah. Know, it's like uh, the fight with uh, Johnny Hendricks and Neil Magny. Johnny Hendricks literally kept taking Neil Magny down and, and not stop a takedown to save his life. But Magny was literally working off his back the entire time. Elbows, punches, you know, palm strikes, whatever you name it. Even just like attacking with his legs occasionally. But like if you take somebody down, you need to work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's exhausting the person down, but you're not advancing the fight. You're changing the trajectory of your opponent and you're changing where the fight takes place. Now the fight is still happening, but you're not advancing. You need to be able to get him out and stay on top of him and rain punches or at least look for a submission. If he had looked for a submission, okay, fine. This is a different story. But he didn't. Um, maybe he was just not prepared for as for what uh, McKee was able to do. This isn't a good look for McKee either because it shows if a dominant Dagestani gets on top of him, he's not he's in trouble. Yeah, is his takedown defense kind of shit? I think it just I think it was just a bad matchup for him. He was fighting a bigger, stronger wrestler, and uh, the wrestler could not do anything. Like if AJ wasn't throwing so much offense off of his back on the ground, do you think the ref might have stood him up? Yeah. 100%. If he locked up, 
that was that they wouldn't have mattered. But it's not like Outlaw was looking to stand anyways, which is the weird part. Yeah. But, it also yeah. didn't seem like McKee wanted to stand. I was going to ask, like, in round three, even though he couldn't get up off the ground, I, and I guess he was winning on, on the bottom, but at the beginning of round three, he McKee just immediately went for a takedown, and I thought that was interesting, because I was like, well, he knows he's going to end up on bottom, so why is he t- going for the takedown unless he's like, fuck it, I'll win on bottom, so I don't care? No, that's just MMA. That's how MMA goes these days. Like, let me, for example, give you like a Sarukian. He could be winning in the stand-up, mm-hmm. like lighting someone up, and someone will start grappling with him, and then he'll just switch to grappling mode, and he won't come out of it the mm. rest of the fight. And he'll completely disregard the success that he has had. Like, okay. they just get stuck in grappling mode sometimes. Okay. In my opinion, I think that's what happened. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, we're no, grappling that's... now. He goes in grappling mode, <laughs> and uh, we get to transition back. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yep. The thing about Dagestani wrestlers, um, I don't know if it, like, showed that he can't handle them. I think it just more showed that he was small, and, like, wrestling is the biggest thing in MMA where size makes a difference. So I think it's possible... Like if they were the same size, he might have been able to handle the wrestling, but I'm I'm not certain on that. But I was took more out of it that he should go to 145 than anything to do with his wrestling skill. Hmm. No, nah, I just kind of took it as like he he has a hole to kind of fix, and mm. uh, this guy exploited it in just the correct way for him to get mm-hmm. away with it. And um, in this case, if he found somebody that was uh similar to a uh an Islam or um, like how Khabib is or hell, even Armin Sarukian, like, uh, you know, Mateus Gamrat, those guys that hell, even a Benil Daryu, you know, yeah. it, it's both. You're both right. Uh, like his wrestling might be kind of suspect. I think in some, divi- some aspects, like I think uh, Darian Caldwell took him down pretty easy and yes. they were both yeah. the same size. But he is also definitely not like a lightweight, lightweight. He is a featherweight fighting at 155 currently. Like, yeah, he size, looked like, like he was. Size, size ma- I, I think it's both. Like, size matters. He's in the wrong weight class up there. He's just fighting. Uh, he's, he should be a featherweight, and he has some deficiencies, I think, that he needs to work on. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else on that fight, Dave? No, I actually missed most of it. Okay. <laughs> you, didn't miss, you didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting that, uh, uh, you know, he spent so much time off, off of his back and he won. And, like, some of the post-fight comments were like, oh, the judges got it right, 30-27 across the board, uh, the guy in the bottom. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. But I guess it was really obvious from what Austin says about it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was literally, yeah, it just, he just didn't do anything from top. And if he did, it was rare. It was just weird that they were more, it looked like a high school wrestling match is what it looked like. <laughs> With a lot Except, of blood. Yeah, well, yeah, just like, yeah, just more blood, <laughs> just more blood than usual. <laughs> it was a lot of bleeding. <laughs> I was going to say he looked like a stuck pig out there, but, you know. <laughs> 
I have takes about the next fight, though. Oh my god, I have some takes. <laughs> um, well, I think it was possibly the best, the best fight of the two nights. Rafian Stotts versus Savatello. I might be forgetting fights. What What do you think, Austin? Since you were pumped to talk about this fight, I thought Savatello got robbed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like, I thought he won the first two rounds, clearly, or just enough. Um, Sabatillo actually did the thing where he kind of made uh, Rafi and Stotts, like, literally play into his game. Mm-hmm. Hit him hard right off the bat and made him wrestle. Um, Stotts tried to do the same thing by trying to wrestle back and, you know, be counter-grappling. Obviously, Stotts was a, was a good grappler and be able to kind of fight out of it a lot of the times. But Stotts just, I thought, struggled in the first two rounds. And I definitely thought he lost the first. The second is a toss-up. The third you can give to Stotts. And uh, Sabatillo, I think, honestly, this fight could have gone to a draw, and it probably would have been the same situation. And, um, like, <laughs> like realistically, like, it's it was a... You, I thought Stotts lost the fight. It was close. It was close. There was, like, you know, some great transitions. They looked like two cats mm-hmm. in a bag wrestling each other, you know? Like, just not letting up. And um, it was fun on the feet, you know? I, it was a great fight. Honestly, one of the better fights. Best yeah. fight of the night, or what? Well, best fight of the weekend was Amanda Rebus versus... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Rivera, but still, this fight was probably second best right underneath yeah, it. You, you missed that length. That's what you get. Yeah. Light. To, to <laughs> throw in my two cents on that fight, I was like... I don't know. Normally, I just skip girl fights if like I need to and I was like I'm going to go get water but first I'm going to just like see what happens in this fight and then I was like damn this fight is kind of good <laughs> and so I watched that whole fight and I was like that was a good fight yes it was <laughs> that a great was my, fight that was my two thoughts on that fight <laughs> yes um I had a question for Austin uh do you think that uh knowing the you know the judging criteria and stuff did Sabatello do enough damage well, you had him down to get. You think he should have really got no, this round? No, not nearly, not nearly enough damage, but it was closer to if you're going to reward somebody. Stotts didn't throw a whole lot of offense back either on the ground. It, yeah, it was more like a, for the fight. It's like you can't find no. stats. No, because it's Bellator. Of course, they're well, not. <laughs> Stats anyway, so we might not trust them, but they might be good for a baseline. Just face yeah. value. Just face value. It felt like Stotts lost the first round and lost a very it realistically you could probably do a coin flip and you can argue either way on the second round but i thought sabatilla did enough to, and then i'm pretty sure sabatilla lost third i had it two to one and um it was a close fight the problem is is that i don't think it was going to mean anything and it was just weird how oh i would have you know like they're still talking shit and it's like I, come on like what are we doing here like, it, if you're going to try to kill the fight, that's fine. But, like, neither of you are the champion right now, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are we doing? I like it. Fuck it. Have them have a rivalry. Uh. Yeah, I thought, like, I took notes for the fight. Uh, round one, I wrote, like, there was lots of good scrambles. But I wrote, I'm not sure... Uh, on damage, like, I thought it was pretty close, so I thought round one was more of a toss-up. And then round two, I think I missed the first, I wrote down that I missed the first half of the round. Um, 
And then the second half was Stotts getting laid on. So based on what I saw, I was kind of thinking, uh-oh, maybe Stotts lost this round. And I was kind of cheering for him. Um, he he had like a sick reversal in round two. He he was on bottom. He was actually guillotining Danny. Or yeah, one-armed guillotining him, I think. Um so like you know he was doing a submission attempt but at the same time he was still on bottom and then he did this crazy thing where he like kicked up his and Danny's legs and then he did like a backwards somersault and ended up on top i thought that was really cool it didn't really as- change the scoring of the fight i thought or well, i guess besides pos- positionally for grappling um, so I guess he wasn't really stuck on bottom the whole time. I think I wrote wrote that down preemptively, and then he did that cool reversal. So round two, I'm not sure, because I missed the damage in the first half. But I didn't think there was that much damage in the second half of round two. Um, and then round three, the only note I wrote was Stotts. Like, I think he got a nice shot off, like a nice punch or something I didn't specify. And then he was grappled a lot. So I was like, I don't know, maybe he could have won on damage, but he, I don't know, maybe Danny could have won round three. But then again, um, Austin said he thought Danny lost round three. So I don't know. I thought it could have gone to Stotts, but it could have gone to Danny. And I couldn't tell. I thought it was a lot harder to judge this time than last time based on damage and grappling and whatever. Yeah, I guess I will say uh, that does kind of remind me that uh, I do agree that it was much harder to score this time. And like, I wasn't that focused on the fight. I think I was cooking or something at the time, but I did see a lot of fun scrambles earlier in the fight. Like if you like scrambling and shit, like those two were kind of almost made to fight each other in like uneventful ways, maybe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's all I had. It just reminded me like, there were some fun scrambles and shit. Like I enjoyed that. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Danger Mouse? Oh, it doesn't matter. Dave spoiled it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What did I? What happened? You—you <laughs> uh, you were being very quiet, and I was just gonna point out that you were the one that uh, wanted to d- discuss Bellator tonight. And you hardly <laughs> said a word on the bloody subject. So I'll—I'll re- I'll retreat into the background, back into my mouse hole. <laughs> Off I go. No, sorry. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't mind them having a weird rivalry and fighting again, because, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Should have been scored a draw, then. Should have been scored a draw. <laughs> well, oh I yeah, I guess that's true. Too, but I don't care. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know, but exactly. it's harder to sell in 0-2, because it's like the same thing with... Uh, What's it called? Max Holloway. Max, and, um, but they did and, it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they, yeah. Was, they shouldn't have, but they did it. <laughs> but uh, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Yeah. So if thought, people like the fight enough, I think if it's a fun, like, uh, what what are those two? Marino and Figgy. Like, I know people are like, oh, who cares? They fought so many times. But, like, every single time they fought was awesome. So I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Let them keep fighting, you know? And I'm, that's what I'm kind of feeling about Danny and Rafian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hard to score, but, yeah. I don't know. 
the the next <laughs> we gave our thoughts, <laughs> I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> the next fight was Pettis versus Patchy Mix. Pettis had great combos when he was able to throw them. Mm-hmm. The minute Patchy was like, "All right, I'm not even." I don't even think Patchy was actually worried about the stand-up because he's like, I'm just going to take him down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's literally <laughs> what it was. And sure enough, like he just, he gets him on the ground and, you know, Pettis can, had, had major struggles. And I don't think Pettis was the best defensive grappler, but he had capabilities. It's just mm-hmm. the minute it went to the ground, you could tell like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, it, it, he couldn't stop it. Patchy think- was just, the better the better grappler i think and it it showed like he's 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 a he's a scarier version of like a um a bantamweight that instead of striking mm-hmm. he's just he's just the that guy who you don't go to the ground with yeah did you think pettis looked smaller cuz i that's what i thought well, like i'm big for the weight class to begin with so i think it's like you know pettis pettis being smaller wasn't necessarily the issue he's just is he landed some strikes, some really decent combinations, yeah. some good one too, maybe a, a hook on the outside. He he was brave for throwing a fucking like body kick and low kick, but um, I don't think it mattered because he just he was facing a guy who could he could not stop on the grappling aspect, and he's not that well versed in grappling to begin with. So, you know, guy's gonna go to his advantage, and it didn't matter how good the other guy was. It's just it's it. Mm. You're that well versed on the ground you need to stay away from it at all costs. And it didn't matter because he was just, he was pinned up against the cage and then taken down. I I think I had the same thoughts as like the AJ McKee fight because Pettis was a 125er. And the only reason he's not is because Bellator doesn't have a 125 division or kind of doesn't. I think they tried to start one, but I thought that the size of that up. (laughs) I thought the size did affect him like maybe patchy would have out grappled him anyways but he i thought looked way smaller than patchy i guess like pettis is very small for 135 and patchy is big for 135 like you said but patchy is like an actual bantamweight and pettis is maybe not the the uh the only thing yeah like the this the striking didn't end up mattering much but i remember before the fight i was wondering if like the southpaw thing from patchy would affect it and i thought um uh sergio might do both stances like his brother and it looked like he did because i saw him in open stance in southpaw versus patchy and southpaw at least for a little bit but then they you know were just mostly on the ground so that didn't matter much but i i think that those were my thoughts Dave, is your Chaucery emergency settled? Yeah. Um, I thought that was a uh, good performance from Patchy. Uh, it sort of went like I expected it to, mm-hmm. but not entirely. Like, Patchy actually did better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, like you guys had said, uh, Sergio was a 125er when he went to Bellator. Uh, Bellator now has a 125, but... You know, who even knows what's going on with the sale. And then it's a yeah. new division. And, like, their title inaugural fight for that division was, like, a shit show and no contest. So, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll consider it non-existent for now. So, he's yeah. at 135 because there isn't really 125. 
Um, this was a big case with size matters in MMA. Like, I mean, I think uh, Sergio is overall more skilled than Pettis, but when they fought, we're like, oh, shit, that's right, he's a flyweight, because, like, mm -hmm. Rob length and basic, uh, like, fundamentals, just Pettis couldn't get around him. And, like, Pettis mm -hmm. did have a little bit of success, but, uh, I mean, Patchy's 5'11", he's, like, the uh, same size as, like, Sean O'Malley. Uh, Corey Sanhagen claims to be 5'11", I'm not sure, but he's, like, a big bantamweight. And, uh, you know, the strength, like, I expect him to strike more. I didn't think he'd have that much. I didn't think he'd get him that quick on the ground. But, man, just uh, the size difference and stuff. Uh, I know his brother has really good sudden mission defense from his back. I thought Sergio might kind of, too. But, mm -hmm. it, I mean, just the size difference. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Pettis needs to find a place where he can fight at 125 if he wants to be a champ. Or competitive, I think. I don't know if he can be a champ at 125 even, but... Not as long uh, as you had your mix there. My rankings kind of uh, really yeah. changed a little bit. A couple guys changed on my rankings a lot after that card, but you guys I did. submitted mine. I can't take it back. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mine changed, like, basically entirely because it threw everything for a loop. For how my rankings were in in one twenty five and one thirty five, I think. Are you walking back your pound for pound Pettis take? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that, what I was getting at. Yeah, that's that's why I'm saying it. It threw everything for a loop. It changed everything. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I don't. I don't know. Because he did look way smaller than Patchy, so I might have to spend more time thinking about it. So yeah, Amasov versus versus Jason Jackson. Yaroslav Amasov. I accidentally closed my thing with his first name. Yar Yaroslav Amasov versus Jason Jackson. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll Dave? go first. Yeah, okay. Dave goes first on this one. Uh, I was dead wrong about this fight. Um, I don't know. Like, Jason Jackson looked amazing. I mean, I thought Yaroslav kind of looked off, but I don't want to, like, undersell what Jason did. But, man, like, Jason Jackson, like, the ass-kicking machine literally just kicked his ass all across the uh, Bellator cage all night. Um he had some very nice success with his uppercuts. He was very successful. Like, I don't know, man. I thought if there was lack of the night, I would have put it on Yaroslav. And uh, Jason Jackson went in there and almost made it look easy and made him look like different tiers of fighters, actually. And uh, very impressive uh, performance. Uh, I'm very interested to see what's next for Jackson. Uh, Yaroslav, man, I don't know. Like, maybe you guys will uh, think... Uh, he didn't look great either, but I don't know. Something's off, or you need something. That's pretty much all I had. It was a hell performance for uh, the ass-kicking machine. I can't wait to see him fight again. I hope we can expect more of that high level, and it wasn't just some kind of uh, fluke. It wasn't a fluke. But... No. no not <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go uh, next, yeah. and then uh, realistically, I chose Yaroslav because I thought he was a more well-rounded fighter. He looked like he had leveled up in his last fight, and um, he was the more complete grappler and you know now a striker. 
um, supposedly, um, that seemed to not matter. Like, I think if I was going to pick this fight again, I would have looked at the same aspects and probably not even expect. I thought it would, if at worst, we're going to see a competitive fight. Yaroslav's going to take a decision and it's going to be hard fought if it was the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And the best case scenario was that, um, you know, Yaroslav kind of walks away with this easily, you know, like because he was supposed to be the better fighter. Jason Jackson made him look like a can crusher. Like he was able to beat <laughs> the lower level guys easily and almost, you know, without effort at some points. Whereas in this fight, it looked like he faced a guy who was just not going to be denied no matter how often he fought um, other options. It, like he literally stuffed most, most of the takedowns and I'm pretty sure majority of them um, and just hit harder. He didn't hit a lot, but it, when he got hit, Yaroslav reacted and Jason no sold majority of the strikes that were coming his way. And um, it, it just looked like a man who was not going to be denied that night, no matter how the uh, finish came, whether it be in the fifth round with 30 seconds to go in the first round, uh, you know, with a quick finish or like how it did in the third round by accumulation. He just, he just put forward this offense that he was not going to take, you know, a decision. He was going out there to finish Yaroslav one way or another. And I'm definitely excited to see what happens. Like Dave said, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that this is probably one of those things where Yaroslav just didn't show up. Um, I don't know what that means for his Mm -hmm. career. He's a good fighter. This is this is a setback for sure, but it's not the end of the world. Things happen. You lose. He, it's unfortunate, but I, I don't think this is a detriment. I think this is probably a good thing for Yaroslav in the end. And um, it's going to give him a kick in the ass that he needs to get back in there for sure. Uh, yeah, well, one thing, if I can hop back in, I would like to say is uh, it does kind of suck for Yaroslav. He was like the second longest uh, undefeated fighter in mm-hmm. MMA. Like Khabib was one. He was two, and that's gone now. And another thing I found kind of interesting with this fight is another chapter in the old uh, American Top Team versus uh, Black Zillions, South Florida, mm. Priori. Like, they're uh, Kill Cliff now, but, you know, it's kind of the same coaches. And uh, it seems like these gyms are always going after each other and a lot of title fights, so hmm. it's kind of fun. To that's interesting. Great man, little drama in between the teams. A rivalry yeah. that will never die. Yeah. <laughs> um my, my thought I like or my my thought sorry <laughs> I alluded to this before um but this was kind of another fight where I was kind of like man maybe Bellator it, like fighters aren't that good and their like strength strength of schedule like Dave always phrases it is um not very good because i still i don't know like jason jackson that win over benson henderson really throws me off because he was just like an enormous like benson henderson was coming off just being ko'd like three months prior and then he was way smaller like he was not an actual welterweight and jason jackson just looked enormous um and that was one of his wins and then like one of his wins was Douglas Lima who was almost certainly washed at at that point um 
And then even Amasov's record is like kind of questionable. Like I don't I don't actually think that highly of Logan Storley and it's also possible that Douglas Lima was <laughs> was never that good. Like I'm especially oh, in <laughs> especially in welterweight, I'm really just questioning whoa, whoa, the whole whoa, 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 whoa. sorry. Douglas Lima was not that good ever. Did you say that? Yeah. I mean, like just think, well, but think about what he does. Like, he was good at what he did, and so the stuff he did is really cool. Also, I'm like a Douglas Lima fan, so this is like, I don't, I want to pretend he was sick and like would have had a chance against Usman and Colby and stuff like that, but I don't know. <laughs> like, he, he did lose to Rory McDonald back in the day. And like, well, he, he should have won that fight. I mean, like, think so. He lost, but Rory kind of grapple fucked him. Well, he he won the rematch, if you remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. He did, uh, or his leg, anyways. Yeah, but what? I think like he's good in the things he's good at, but he has a huge weakness with grappling. I think, and he's super inactive, and all he does is. Like, he's really excellent at leg kicking. Like, he's really good at it, but that's kind of all he ever does. And you saw it with his brother, too. Like, they both kind of fought the same way. And I'm kind of like, well, he was good when he matched someone where he was, that was, like, strong against them. But if he fought someone who, like, could avoid his leg kicks and do something else, then he wasn't that good against them. I don't know. That's... <laughs> it's right, a well, <laughs> okay go ahead dave <laughs> that's all that's all very reasonable yeah but i won't stand for any more of it <laughs> <laughs> let drop the uh, takes today there we go <laughs> i don't know i think 170 in bellator might not be that good i already thought 155 in bellator was not that good i only rank one one fifty five are in like the top twenty. That's as far as I got of one fifty fivers. The one thirty fivers I think are really good, and the like people who could be one twenty fivers are good too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, my other thought on the fight was just the way Amasov fell. Like that was one of the most disturbing. Like, I don't, I don't know what you guys thought, but I was like, oh my god, like, is he is he dead? Like, what happened? Like, just the way he, he, like, didn't even get struck. He just, like, it was like a delayed react, whereas, like, his body was like, we've had enough, even though we didn't just take a strike. Uh, it's like his body face-planted in, I don't know. Like, I haven't been that disturbed by a KO since that, like, what was it, Matt Wyman getting slammed or slamming someone by uh, someone yeah that yeah that's the most disturbing ko i've seen since probably that ko i don't know (laughs) i thought he got hit hit. like legitimately i thought he got hit on the way uh before he collapsed and then i think the fact that he fell was due to like him like having no control and then on top of it i think he um who was it uh it looked like Jackson literally just kind of like fell on top of him 
like, okay, it looks like he's trying oh. to go for a, a takedown, so I'm just going to, you know, sprawl my legs back and just defend yeah. it. I think that didn't help either. Um, okay, yeah, I was I, thinking that. Sorry, go ahead. No, but it, 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 I can't remember if the replay showed it or not, or if it even happened, but it looked like he took an extra shot. But at the same time, it's like he was already getting clipped way before that. And then we already seeing, uh, what yeah. was it, uh, Burgos, uh, uh, when he fought Edson Barbosa. Mm-hmm. He had a delayed reaction too on his. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. It wouldn't be the first time. You know, sometimes yeah. your brain does things. Yeah, I thought it was Especially a delayed, delayed reaction because we did we rewound that a bunch of times and uh, Jackson threw an uppercut while Amasov was falling, but he like the mm-hmm. the uppercut didn't hit anything as far as we oh, could so tell. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was like either the delayed reaction Burgos thing, plus maybe you're right with the tripping. Because I was wondering, like at the very end of the fall, it kind of looks like Jackson's knee kind of like hit him at the same time. So maybe like the body language looked worse because of just the way the fall happened. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. It's a, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but that's part of it sometimes. But hey, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It. it you you gotta you gotta give it to Jackson. He this is probably a, a two things instead of it being the one where it's like oh this was Amasov's fight to lose or you know mm-hmm. uh, Jackson was not going to be denied. I think you know I think both things where it's um, the uh, unfortunate part is probably Yaroslav probably underestimated Jackson and yeah. like that's the Amasov that showed up was not the best Amasov. Like he he looked like he was capable of winning the fight. But he didn't look like he was going to destroy the man that was in front of him. Jason Jackson went in there to finish the man that was in front of him. Like that mm-hmm. was probably both situations. I think the, the moral of the story is that welterweight is a tough division, just like any other weight class, except mm. uh, in this case, the best one of the best fighters outside of the division. I, he probably just wasn't better on this night. Maybe it's better. Yeah. Maybe it's better on the night, but we'll see. Yeah. It, it could have just been the like you know the thing where Jason Jackson had an amazing night and um, Amasov had a terrible night, so that's always a possibility. Just like yeah. my thought while watching it was like, oh god, <laughs> their worst Bellator welterweights are not as good as I thought. That brings up a good take that like Luke Thomas and Mike Brown and I'm sure others have had where it's like. <laughs> He was 27 and 0 or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you can fight a lot of scrums and get 27 and 0, but still, it's hard to win because, especially like mm-hmm. when you're at the highest level, their championship level, like you're getting the best version of each fighter you fight when you're towards the end of that career and they're always coming for you. And I mean, there's going to be some of those nights where you're not feeling it, where you're feeling like shit or just things aren't right, you're injured and shit like that. So, uh, this is just another case of. Like, he might not necessarily be the better fighter at Jason Jackson, but, I mean, it's fucking hard to defend titles and keep winning and shit. That's it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I'll just throw in a comparison that, like, kind of agrees with what you're saying. Uh, both Alexander and Volkanovsky and Kamaru Usman had almost perfect records on their title runs, but uh, Volk had lost his fourth ever fight and Kamaru lost his second ever fight. So that kind of like agrees with what you're saying, just like how hard it is to string together 
all those wins in MMA. Like, even if you're really good, it's easy to, like, screw up and lose lose a random fight here or there. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, yeah. Was that all our thoughts on everything? Yep. This event went I have out. one more thing. Ooh, okay. Uh, I I missed the uh, post fight Bellator. I heard like some of them said goodbye or some shit like that. Did any yeah. guys? No, I was didn't. it anything um, interesting? It was. I don't know if it was. It, it it was like nice. I thought like it was like Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy, um, Moro Ronaldo, the the guy who commentates with Big John, and then. I don't watch Bellator enough to know, but there was like a woman who I guess is some sort of announcer person, and they like were all just kind of leaving. Yeah, probably. And then they were yeah, standing at the desk together, kind of being like, "Well, you know, Bellator is no longer going to be with uh, Showtime or whatever." Um, and they're like. You know, it's the end of an era. It's sad, and they were kind of saying goodbye. I don't. I think I trailed off and didn't watch the very end of it. But yeah, it was just kind of like a goodbye. So they were like acknowledging that it was the end of Bellator, but they, I don't think they were super specific about it. But it was more like a vague, sad goodbye kind of thing. And it's been good, boys, kind of thing. It was sad. Uh, I don't know. I Removed? it probably wasn't sad. I, f- I think the- Bellator, I guess I didn't, my eyes didn't well up, so it can't have been that sad, but yeah, <laughs> it was nice, though. Um, I also had one other thing that I meant to say in a previous show, and I, I it's just been on my mind since we we're talking about who Tom should fight next. I just think he should fight John Jones. And it's like, whatever the UFC, I, I, this is also based on like Luke Thomas going on a rant. That's like, who cares what the UFC wants demand the fights you want. And it's like, Tom Aspinall should fight John Jones. Uh, Does he have to wait for Stipe for the Stipe match? I mean, no, <laughs> the Stipe match is stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. <just> checking. <laughs> Tom Tom deserves that fight. Stipe doesn't. And, you know, the UFC will do whatever they do, but they should do Tom versus John Jones. I wanted to throw that out there since I don't think I... I think I meant to make that point when we brought it up, but I forgot to. No, I agreed. I agree. With <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was important enough to bring it up on a future podcast. Well, that's it from us at Just Feed Radio. There's no UFC next week, so instead we're planning on doing our fantasy fight card draft pick. All eight male divisions, two fighters each from each division, no duplicates. Uh, So I'm not sure if there's going to be three or four of us doing that, but that's what we have planned for next week. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. So it's goodbye from me, Danger Mouse. Goodbye from Lem. Bye. Goodbye from Austin. Bye. And goodbye from Dave. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. We did it. Sorry. Hell yeah.
Danger wants you to cut the Charles Johnson hair out. <laughs> nope. He seemed annoyed at that part. <laughs> Only because I was going into my next uh, thing to bring us into the next, and then the next thing I got Charles Johnson's hair. Okay. Doo -doo -doo.